0: Welcome to the Salt and Prepper After Show, where we have no format, and we just kind of bullshit about what we've been up to in our personal lives. Have you ever seen, oh my god, have you ever seen the, uh, Bum Fights? Bum Fights with the book. It was this, like, college student who decided that he was going to start, like, basically... A jackass movie, but only with homeless people, and their only incentives to do any of the stunts were like you know petty cash, like we'll give you ten dollars if you get in this shopping cart and let us push you into a curb and watch you fly out, even though you don't have insurance to cover the medical bills. Dude, what? Or like they would pay them to fight each other. Hell no, bro. And there was one where they got the dude to get bum fights tattooed across his forehead. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Oh, see, look, that guy's a dick.
1: Taking advantage of people there.
0: Taking advantage of homeless people. Homeless drug
1: addicts and shit, man.
0: But he made a lot of money off the Bum Fights movies. Movies? Yeah. Made more than one? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I oh, think sure. he eventually got, like, sued for it, though. Really? Yeah. I do see why. Yeah, it's. Very obviously a violation of human decency, if not human (laughs) rights. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. No, I'm going to pay you $10
1: to violate your civil rights. Is that okay with you? Yeah, Bumfights is a
0: film series.
1: Film series.
0: Yeah, there's actually a documentary about it that came out in 2002 called Bumfights Calls for Concern. video series featuring a teenage film crew recording homeless people fighting and performing in shenanigans across Las Vegas and California. And then there's Bum Fights, Bum Life, Bum Fights, The Felony Footage, (laughs) Bum Fights, Bring the Ruckus. Bring the Ruckus. So it is a series of films. Got kids filming... With people. hold on here this is the wikipedia for it bumfights is a video series produced by in decline films it, the debut release titled bumfights volume one a cause for concern features primarily high school fights caught on tape and homeless men most notably rufus hannah and donnie brennan in the san diego san francisco los angeles and las vegas metropolitan areas Attempting amateur stunts in a style inspired by the popular MTV series *Jackass*, it was produced by Ryan McPherson with friends Zachary Bubik, Daniel J. Tanner, and Michael Silman. Silman, I'm sorry. As in decline, films contrary to its title, the video does not depict homeless men actually fighting, but instead compilations of street fights caught on tape and homeless men performing in skits and stunts. The video series immediately garnered criticism. (laughs) Immediately. The U.S.-based National Coalition for the Homeless, a homeless advocacy group, has stated that the Bumfights videos foster contempt for the homeless and dehumanize them. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I can see the correlation there.
0: (laughs) The four original filmmakers agreed not to produce any more Bumfight films or distribute videos already made and to pay three homeless men depicted in the video under a settlement announced shortly before a lawsuit was due to go to trial. Before the videos were banned, they were readily available for purchase on VHS and DVD through mail order in some retail stores stores such as skate shops. Some big-name merchants such as Amazon forbid the purchase of any Bumfights films. The series survives today mostly through peer-to-peer torrents. So you can't even go on Amazon and get bum fights. Jeff Bezos was like, I don't want to make fucking money off this. That's pretty bad. That right
1: there. That I draw the line there.
0: You know, I'll have my employees piss in <laughs> bottles and shit in bags to meet quotas, but fucking bum fights.
1: That that crosses a line right that there. That crosses
0: man. a line. I have
1: a heart, you know. Somewhere.
0: Somewhere, probably in my left big toe. Left big
1: toe that fucking droopy ass. Hey, the man is a fucking billion billionaire. The fucking fact is his wife divorced him, and she he gave her $67 billion. When did that happen? This happened, like, 2019? Like I 2019, didn't see anything about it. Yeah, he divorced her ass. I want to say. They her $67 billion. And he still could buy a
0: mega yacht.
1: He's a madman. Like, what the fuck? You doing that much that damn money?
0: I'm sorry, but if you can afford to buy a mega yacht, but you can't afford to pay your employees a livable wage, there's something wrong.
1: Hell, at
0: least treat
1: them fucking right. Like, like that. Like the fact that they have to have quotas for fucking like making sure people get fired from your job. Like that's that's some bogus ass shit. Like, the fuck do you have going on? Like, you can't be just greedy as shit all the time.
0: And we were actually driving to Huntsville uh, for my son's cardiologist appointment. And I had, like, kind of like a light bulb moment. I was, like, thinking, you know, me and my wife were talking about the issues with the cargo ships that Mm. we talked about in uh, last week's episode. Yeah. And it dawned on me, like, these people are saying that they can't compete. They can't pay their employees enough to compete with unemployment. If you can't compete with unemployment, you need a new fucking business model.
1: Yeah, unemployment really ain't that great, especially right now. Because, what's it now, like what, 375? Something like that. Yeah. I remember at one point it was like what, when COVID happened, it was like what,
0: 875? Something like that. But like, if unemployment is the bare minimum to survive, and you can't compete with that, you're either a not making enough money doing what you're doing, or b you don't give a shit about your employees.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, we need to have businesses where well make to where a company can't send an individual person a politician, and give them a briefcase of money, and be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, give us this favorable legislation, and get this
0: cash." Yeah, that's another thing that I don't particularly want to talk about is lobbying. Yeah, because uh, it's just, just fucking, free dicey. Because I mean, I I can understand lobbying as like an individual but lobbying as a corporation this is disgusting.
1: Yeah. And it, and it works on a regular basis. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. You stop looking at, you know, what our president is. Like, obviously our president has a lot to do with it, but Congress? Congress, man. We are letting 80-year-olds tell us what the fuck to do. We, we, we need to change that. This is not like what's going on right now in Congress right now is not fucking good. Okay, these fuckers are like, did you see uh the new bill that they're trying to pass? Mm-hmm. It's like what, what did they say it was like three thousand pages long.
0: There is no need for a bill to be that long, exactly, because first of all,
1: four hundred people are not gonna fucking
0: read three thousand pages of bullshit thoroughly enough to understand what they're. Actually, actually voting on exactly so so what
1: they're doing is just like shit if they can't do it we're just gonna fucking throw some shit in there
0: that's how you turn
1: the shit out bro they just passed the bill
0: you know there's actually a feature on snapchat now where you can run for local offices oh huh? you can set up a campaign for local offices and distribute your campaign what yeah i, I looked into that shit i'm running for sheriff apparently <laughs> Sheriff sure, Sutton. I sent it in the group chat and I said, if you vote me for sheriff, I'll fuck your wife. And that's the Sutton guarantee.
1: <laughs> that's the Sutton guarantee. I'm going to fuck your wife. I'm going to go shoot your dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to shoot your dog. <laughs> what? I've, I've seen so many memes about the fucking ATF dog shooting, but I don't know anything about it. Man.
1: It's kind of like an inside joke, because, like, apparently, like, the 80s, when the government was, you know, really on everybody's ass, they were just fucking barging in people's houses, doing squatting in people's houses and shit.
0: And then, if
1: the dog just even, like, barked down, they just shoot him.
0: Why are people joking about the ATF killing their dogs? The most iconic event was Ruby Ridge. Oh, my God, don't get me started on fucking Ruby Ridge. Yeah. See, so yeah, I thought it was, like, a single isolated incident where, like, an ATF agent killed someone's dog. Oh, no, no, no. This was a
1: very big incidents that people were joking about so they can, you know, make the government, like, yeah,
0: we know. Virginia dog owner says off-duty ATF agent shot killed his Mastiff puppy. <laughs> Not the puppy. Not the fucking puppy. <laughs> what? Spotsylvania Courthouse, Virginia... What kind of name is Spotsylvania?
1: Spotsylvania. I mean, hell, we got, what, Boaz, Alabama or some shit?
0: Boaz. Fucking, there's a place, I can't remember if it's Georgia or Tennessee, but there's a place called Nutbush. Like, for fucking what, bro? Like... A dog owner said an off-duty ATF agent fatally shot his Mastiff puppy outside of a middle school in Spotsylvania <laughs> County. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> like
1: what? Like an like, Even bro? Like this is the, like dynamic fucking situation that ever happened?
0: An off duty ATF agent, <laughs> a mastiff puppy, in a middle school walk into a bar.
1: Who's getting shot? Like what? Like what? What had to have transpired for him to just be like, "Oh yeah, I gotta kill this dog." Right there? <laughs> dog is something menace right now. He's about to hurt.
0: Vance Gibbs said he brings his dogs to a large field at Knee River Middle School several times a week. However, he is now traumatized (laughs) after he watched his eight-month-old Presa Canario Mastiff puppy die in his arms. No, Jesus. Oh,
1: God. I can't believe it, man.
0: Gibbs said it happened when he and his four puppies and three large adult mastiffs were enjoying some exercise on the field Tuesday night. A golden retriever off of a leash ran up to them while his dog ran up to them while his dogs which were on leashes but running free chased after it. The dogs then started fighting and Gibbs said he threw himself into the middle trying to get his dogs away. Meanwhile, he said the owner of the golden retriever pulled out a gun and fired twice into the ground and then a third time hitting his puppy in the side. She died minutes later. Oh my. If he would have given me the time in the first place, I would have got them all together, said Gibbs. If the shots didn't scare them the one time, stop. What are you doing, shooting a puppy? <laughs> I he is protecting his family and everything else, but I am on the ground with your dog. Dog, what the hell, man? So the dude, w- so not only did this off-duty ATF agent shoot at this man's puppy, he did it While the dude was wrangling the dogs, he could have easily fucking shot that man. It's okay. It's like, fuck your dog, but my dog, no. No, I hurt my dog. They were fighting, going back and forth, however you want to call it. His dog approached first and escalated the whole scene. (laughs) (laughs) Your dog dog started this shit. (laughs) The
1: dog started resisting.
0: Stop resisting. Was the
1: dog black too? (laughs)
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. There were. Hold on. I'm not saying I was right for not having my dogs on a leash in that area. Maybe that was not the best place, but there are other ways to de escalate the situation before pulling out your service (laughs) weapon and shooting on school property. Firing at the ground at my head in the area as I'm on the floor. All that bullet has to do is ricochet and go the wrong way, Gibbs said. What makes matters worse is he believes this off-duty federal ATF agent is the same man who pulled a gun on his dogs at this park several months ago. Oh, so this wasn't oh, this is not an isolated incident, hell,
1: hell, bro.
0: Jesus Christ. Break your dog, I'm gonna kill him. Better get him.
1: Oh my god. Bro better up the score, man. to slide for his homie.
0: That fucking ATF agent is going to have, like, seven full-grown Mastiffs at his door one day. Like, no, hey, no you we know remember I mean. what you did.
1: Remember I've come for your pickle, Mr. Squidward.
0: I've come for your pickle. Let's see.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole premise behind the fucking ATF...
0: Oh, that should be a good one. Rare Pokemon Oreos are selling for thousands of dollars on eBay. What? Is new a
1: fucking Pokemon Oreo.
0: New Pokemon Oreos are giving fans something to get excited about and providing collectors with a new avenue potentially rake in thousands of dollars. Launched earlier this month, the new Oreos and Pokemon collaboration features the brand's traditional sandwich cookies, this time emblazoned with one of 16 Pokemon. Each pack includes a random selection of cookies that feature classic characters like Pikachu and Charmander, but also one extremely rare Pokemon, the mythic Mew, and is it has long been the case with rare Pokemon cards. The rarest Pokemon cookie of all has become a hot commodity. What do
1: you mean to tell me that people are spending thousands of dollars on
0: cookies? How are you gonna preserve that shit to collect it? You're not. You're gonna have to like vacuum seal that shit, bro. You know? <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. Hold on, hold on. I want to see if this is true. I'm going on eBay right now.
1: Like, bro, you literally have to have. All the time in the world and all the money to spend to do that type of shit and collect stuff. There's no way I'm going to spend thousands of dollars and have a 9 to 5.
0: Mew Oreo. Oh my god. Pokemon Super Rare Mew Oreo. $9,999 or best to offer. But you get free shipping.
1: I mean, the free shipping, man.
0: What the? F- Not $10,000. No way. Oh, this one, hold on. Okay, this makes more sense. $500. Are you fucking kidding me? A cookie bro. No, 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 this is worse. You know how sometimes your Oreos, the sandwich part on the outside gets flipped on accident and imprints into the cream?
1: Yeah. They
0: have, they have one where the Fucking Mew was imprinted on the cream on accident because it was factory done wrong, and they want twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Yo, free three day shipping benefits charity. Like,
1: dude, like, and like the to just think that someone would probably buy that, bro. I
0: want to see what I want to see what the auction rates are going. Let's see zero bids. Okay, so that's more realistic. Mew Oreo in perfect condition with 10 bids. It's at $12.50 plus $7 shipping for a single fucking Oreo. Okay, those those people are just
1: trolling. Mew
0: Oreo cookie, three bids, $1,175 plus $4.75 shipping. $4.75 for shipping? $4.75. Okay,
1: I was going to say, I was like, bro, what the fuck are you, where are
0: you shipping that from? Antarctica? Pokemon Oreo 16 piece set vacuum sealed with rare Mew. $9.950. But the bidding still has a day and 16 hours left, so that's probably going to go up. This is fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go take out a loan and buy this cookie right quick. Oh my god.
0: Mew Oreo cookie. Very rare. Fresh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> fresh.
0: <laughs>
1: you that fresh man, you gotta you gotta get them people, you know, catch their eye.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. It's hard to be live, man. We can
1: really just, you know, sell anything on the internet. You can sell a cookie for a thousand dollars.
0: There is no way that's true. A 10-foot-wide house in Boston sells for $1.25 million. I'm six foot tall. That thing is not even two of me. In the latest example of a wicked hot housing market, a 10-foot-wide house in Boston has sold for $1.25 million. Located in the city's historic North End District, the two-bedroom, one-bath home was built in 1890, according to city tax records, although some accounts say 1862. The real estate agency calls it the Skinny House, measuring 1,165 square feet, floor-through residence with three exposures offering a unique floor plan, manicured gardens, and private roof deck with unobstructed harbor and city views. That house is not much bigger than this one. Yeah, so, for... $1.25 $1. million.
1: I mean, if you got the money and the time, I mean... More power to you,
0: but... There ain't no fucking way I'm paying.
1: Yeah, if I have... If I have, you know, a millions of dollars, I'm not gonna spend it on a fucking 10-foot house. Jeff Bezos'
0: 10-foot house. Fucking Jeff Bezos.
1: You know, what? like, one of his fucking, uh, what... What is it? Uh, I kind don't of, it's like an apartment,
0: townhouse.
1: I guess so. Yeah, I think it's a townhouse. I think uh, he has a custom townhouse. I think in New York. That's eighty five million dollars. It's like, what? What kind of apartment is worth eighty five million dollars? Already expensive as shit as it is. But like eighty five million dollars a bit, the bitch has to be like fucking twenty two fucking square feet.
0: How a beloved giant rat won free speech rights. There's no
1: way it's real. Don't tell me that's real. There's no way it can be real. <laughs> this is fun. We're giving civil rights to fucking animals now?
0: It's not even real, it's a blow up rat.
1: We can't really on people that really are just into that shit, man. They can't be alive.
0: So, A.C. Wartzball, an organizer for the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and a couple of construction workers are protesting on a sidewalk in Chicago in late July. They're flanked by a 12-foot inflatable rat named Scabby. It has pointy teeth, red eyes, and a depiction of oozing pus-filled scabs on its belly. According to a recent decision from the National Labor Relations Board, this giant rat and its brethren across the country now have free speech rights. Giant inflatable rats have been used for decades as a widely recognized symbol of a labor dispute. But last year the board signaled it could be persuaded to outlaw their use in certain situations. His union, the Local 150, claims... It invented scabby to protest labor issues almost three decades ago. The term scab is a slang used by unions to describe strike breakers. Okay. That, that actually makes more sense when you don't read just the headline. Yeah. <laughs> that line. Yeah.
1: Fucking... Civil right or <clears throat> speech rights. So. How
0: a beloved giant rat won free speech rights.
1: Like what? How are you alive right now? Who who is doing this? Who's entertaining this?
0: You can now possibly get your hands on a piece of Princess Diana's wedding cake. No, you can't. It goes up for auction next week. The auction house says it's in good condition, but we advise against each. Who the fuck even kept the cake? <laughs> like, bro, it's been like what? Preppers. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. They're... They kept it in Mylar bags.
1: Hell yeah, bro. It's gonna be still a shit and hard as a brick, but hey.
0: Better than them damn MREs. Hell yeah, bro. The fucking MREs, man. Turned my poo in the water. Oh my god. Have I ever told you the story about how, uh, my mom thought we were not related to Jesse James, the famous outlaw. Oh
1: yeah, she she didn't think I were.
0: Yeah, we are. It's like, way down the line, but we are. So, my mom's maiden name is James. Mm-hmm. And my granddad, before he passed away, did an Ancestry DNA thing that showed that we were related to Jesse James through his brother. And we were all at the dinner table one night, and dad said something that he saw on the news. Said something along the lines of, like, Jesse James's gold stash pile has been found. You know, part of it has been found. My grandma just jokingly said, maybe we should lay claim to some of it. Ha ha ha. Since we're related to him. And my mom just pipes up and goes, I thought we were related to his brother. That would mean we're related to him. <laughs>
1: There's a, there's a correlation there like come on now you're missing some
0: pieces oh oh Jesus mac and cheese is the ice cream you never thought you'd need and now it's hard to get I'm okay with it being hard to get yep I'm okay with that man did you know that in uh like ice cream commercials they use mashed potatoes as vanilla ice cream yeah I actually did hear
1: about that Maybe depressed. You've been lying to me all these years. Thought that was a succulent ice cream, that bluebell.
0: Smashed potatoes.
1: Yellow mashed potatoes.
0: Why? Why you like this? But uh, there's also another thing that they do where they'll take, like for pizza commercials, <clears throat> they'll take the pizza and like screw it. To the pizza board, to like a board or whatever, Mm -hmm. so that when they pull up that slice of pizza from the rest of it, it doesn't like pull up with it. Oh, really? So you get a single slice that pulls up instead of the whole damn pizza. Yeah, because you know that's unrealistic as shit. Like when it, how many times have you got a pizza from like Papa John's or like Domino's and you go to pull a slice off and the whole damn pizza comes with it? Every time. Every fucking time. Exactly. But they screw it down, and then when they're making the cheese, quote unquote... it actually has the Elmer's soup like the Elmer's school glue in it so that you know how like when in pizza commercials the cheese like <coughs> strings yeah. off of one slice to another that's how they do that no damn whether that cheese not do that shit no no it doesn't that's why that's why they use fucking Elmer's glue <laughs> That's a damn, damn shame, bro. They've been <laughs> lying to us too much, man. I can't take it. I'm
1: mad. How they? Why they? Why are we letting them do this to us, man? Lie to us blatantly, bro. <laughs> we eat this shit like it's fucking you know heaven on earth.
0: But in reality, the the pictures are just supposed to be tastier than the food.
1: Yeah. They're all just eating the fucking advertisements.
0: Let's see, there's a whole article on food advertising tricks. 15 incredible tricks advertisers use to make food look delicious. Fruit always shines in advertising. No special tools are required. Only deodorant spray to add shine to fruit. Deodorant spray. So they'll spray like strawberries with fucking deodorant. Oh no! Use engine oil instead of maple syrup. Huh? On pan- like on pancakes. Like mean, look at this shit. <laughs> fucking pens oil. Oh what the fuck, dude. <laughs> No! Burger patties are almost raw in advertising and are roasted for a few seconds to stay large and juicy. Photographers color them with shoe polish and create grill marks with hot skewers. Wow. You see that? When they're making like layer cakes, they use corrugated cardboard and just Cover the outside of the cardboard in icing so that you can't see the cardboard.
1: I mean, I understand, but, like...
0: Why not just take the extra effort to just make a layer cake? Yes, and then have somebody eat that shit. Oh, to make beers look foamy, they put dish soap in them? Wow. I didn't realize they were lying this much.
1: I mean, it's just, like, straight up...
0: Shaving cream instead of whipped cream... Plastic ice cubes. That makes sense. I actually did know that they sold plastic ice cubes for like making movies. That way, if you have to do multiple takes, your ice doesn't melt. Yeah, I didn't know that they did
1: that. They like they spray it with like a water, uh, spray to make it look like it's got condensation on it too.
0: Elmer's glue instead of milk in cereal commercials. Why? I guess so that if you have to do multiple takes, the milk doesn't spoil and your cereal doesn't get soggy. Yeah. They're thinking too much about this shit. Talk about literally everything, bro. Chicken is stuffed with paper towels. Whole chickens in advertising is never cooked on the grill. It is subjected to minimal heat treatment and then painted. To add volume, photographers stuff it with paper towels and sew it shut. Oh, my
1: God. What
0: the fuck? Imagine if that was your fucking job, to stuff a chicken with paper towels and then sew it shut. Yes, sir. That is such a waste.
1: Hey, man. Gotta get that fucking... Gotta get us hooked on their food, man. And it works. Flawlessly.
0: If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. No fucking way. They literally forgot another way to make this fucking bottom. More of the fucking shit. Damn, bro. Yeah, I like the laptop's like that? Like shit. Like this is just just fucking heinous. Like holy shit, bro. Milk replaced with glue? Like what the
0: fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs>
0: you choked me. You fucking choked me up. Shit yeah, right here's dumb, man. Oh, no, not mashed potatoes. Steam is artificial. They use fog machines to make steam. That one actually kind of makes sense. <clears throat> God, that's fucking crazy. It's all the shit they go through for advertising food. Imagine what they do for advertising other products. What if for advertising pens oil they use maple syrup instead of the other way <laughs> around? <laughs>
1: lock the fuck up. Or like a... hell he think about the fucking medical commercials. They're like, oh yeah. By the way at the end they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you can die from the shit. Heart attacks. Very common. But you know
0: My favorite ones are like when the side effects are just like really bad, but death is not one of the side effects. Oh yeah. Like it will give you uncontrollable diarrhea. Uncontrollable Your eyes diarrhea. will bleed. <laughs> eyes will <laughs> bleed
1: Heart your, palpitations.
0: Your dick will fall off. But you won't die. You won't die, okay. That's you'll a... live through all that shit. Yes, you'll live through
1: just to buy more because you'll probably get sick from it. See, look. We're here to help. We're here to help.
0: <laughs> what I've never understood is, like, how antidepressants, like, it's like, may cause suicidal thoughts. That's the whole reason I'm taking this <laughs> shit.
1: I already got that, so, so why y'all giving it to me again, like, Beat the purpose. Super suicidal
0: thoughts. That's when you take it to the next level, bro. It's like before I just wanted to shoot myself. Now I'm thinking about jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge with my testicles tied to a rope. And the other end of the rope tied to the bridge. Yes, sir.
1: Oh, man.
0: Well, let me go just shoot up a school.
1: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, hell, I think that's what half of the book is on. Fucking antidepressants, bro. It's just crazy. God
0: damn. I want to talk about mushrooms again.
1: Mushrooms? Yes. I want to try them so bad, man. I do. Cause I heard they actually uh, they I told uh, I talked about in the last video. They cause like pathways in your brain to like open up and stuff.
0: Yeah, like influence creativity. Yeah, that's what I need, man. I get that shit, bro. I don't know, I'm just I would like to, like much later in my life when I'm like on my deathbed maybe. On your deathbed, bro? You are not, not gonna enjoy it. Yeah I, don't, I don't, like numb myself out.
1: And then just alright, all right. I think it's not time to go. Nah, man. I gotta be like I wanna do it out like nature and shit. I'm not you know trying to hurt
0: myself or nothing. I'm afraid I get lost.
1: Let's see Oh, yeah, someone that you know and you trust.
0: Right. A designated hiker.
1: hiker. Hey, this is going to be a weird-ass question to ask somebody. It's just
0: like... <laughs> hey, will you come out to the forest with me while I do mushrooms? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just like... Oh, my God. That reminds me. Somebody that we know actually sold mushrooms to a 15-year-old and made it on the local news. Word?
1: That's uh, pretty
0: bad, bro. Florence police find juvenile high on hallucinogenic mushrooms. Arrests suspected supplier. The case remains under investigation, police said. Posted December eighth, 2020 at 1043 a.m. So, the Florence Police Department has charged a man after finding a juvenile under the influence of hallucinogenic mushrooms. Ethan Sack, 19, provided the 15-year-old victim with the mushrooms and was charged with chemical endangerment of exposing a child to an environment in which the controlled substances are produced or distributed. According to police,
1: Very right that's a long is. ass charge yeah. <laughs> name. <laughs> right about way. say, yeah, this guy sold his kid drugs.
0: Sack was taken to the Lauderdale County Detention Center with a $2,500 bond. He is no longer in custody. The case remains under investigation. So basically, what happened was he sold this kid some mushrooms, and the kid had never taken mushrooms before, but Ethan had, and the kid took something crazy, like 1.5 grams or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact dosage that you're supposed to do with mushrooms, but it was, like, well over what you're supposed to do. So
1: he was trimming balls. Oh, yeah, he
0: was fucking... They found him either naked or half-naked making animal noises in someone's driveway. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? And and Ethan just took the mushrooms and went to sleep because he does that shit all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I had a guy I worked with, he just like, yeah, I'd just take a little, uh, hit my mushrooms while I head to work. I'm like, excuse me, what? He's like, yeah, I do this shit every day. I'm like, you're, so you're just tripping balls every day at work. Just talking to people. Or you're fucking seeing their fucking face morph and their mouth turned to fucking giant fucking monster teeth. He's like, yeah, <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> this is the fucking life. You, you want your groceries in your trunk, right? Oh, my God. Your trunk doesn't bite me. Say it was hungry. Oh.
0: Is that a hole in the wall. Yeah, I've been meaning to patch it. Quit looking at it. You're making me insecure.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> do you do over there,
0: boy? I don't even know. Don't even know.
1: Okay. you blackout drunk
0: here now? No, no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. I promise. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. We talked before on our previous podcast, Micro Sessions, that is no longer running, about your experience with crackheads at Walmart. Yeah, and you said like ninety percent of the time, one of the team members that is working at any given time is on some kind of drug. No, well, yeah, like fucking when a manager, literally fucking,
1: they went out to a bar and he'd offered one of the brand new fucking you know managers that just get hard on. So yeah, you went to some the the cocaine Olympus or some shit and put a little bottle of Coke and offered it to him. They get fired? No, oh, there's no worried there. When it's uh overnight manager right now as we speak. Just fucking chilling. Still does coke.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm
1: like there's days that he'd come in and he'd just look like just dog shit. I'm like,
0: bro, you, you look
1: like you went on a fucking fender bender this weekend or you, you running in low on the stash or something, because there's no fucking way. What's oh, up, Brandon?
0: Oh, man. I would... Like, I understand that, like, nobody asks to be addicted to something, but at the same time, you gotta kinda know what you're getting into at this point. Like, nobody goes, cocaine, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's that, huh? Never heard of that.
1: <sighs> Never. <laughs> Come on now, dog.
0: <laughs> the booger
1: sugar, the, the booger sugars. Did we talk about
0: Pablo Escobar?
1: Yeah, we did. Hell yeah, man! That man, like that, is crazy.
0: Dude. Whatever happened to El Chapo?
1: Pretty sure he's a free, man. Still, no. I think he willingly went back to jail.
0: You know I'm Why would you willingly go back to jail?
1: I mean, if you escape five times, I mean, you at that point you're just like. I run this shit, so I don't really give a fuck. I do what I want. Like, there's. He's basically the populist of our, of our time. So
0: fucking crazy to me. Yep.
1: And they got fucking children posting on social media, golden guns and shit, and riding around fucking Hellcats and
0: shit. Have you ever seen the movie Borat? Borat, I will take think I have, no. It's about this guy from some Middle Eastern country called Kazakhstan coming to America to learn about our culture and bring right. it back to. To his country. Yeah. And, like, the first, like, few minutes of this movie is, like, him introducing his hometown of Cusack. Yeah. And he's like, this is our kindergarten. And it cuts to a bunch of kids holding fucking AK-47s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: bro, I love movies like that, man. Like, those, funny, those fucking funny movies, man. I miss them.
0: We gotta watch that shit sometime. Hell oh, yeah. He's like... He he meets with a group of feminists and he's like, "Do you think a woman should be educated?" And they're like, "Yes, of course." And he just starts fucking laughing.
1: Yep, those good old middle eastern man. Like, <laughs> I will never forget that video. Like, this girl had uh, asked him like, "What uh, what do you think about women getting uh holding a political office, political position, uh, political office?" He was like, he just started laughing. I'm just like. Y'all, y'all want these people to be over here? With, with, with us? Talking like that? Okay. Hey. They're not that bad of people. But, you know. Different cultures. They grew different.
0: I don't know. Our cultures are sometimes pretty bad, too. Because, like, in that same movie, he went to a rodeo in Texas. And... You know, the entire movie, he's, like, doing the whole greeting thing where you kiss the person on the cheek when you greet them.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And he goes to kiss one of the rodeo hands. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking kiss you. Yeah. Dude. The people that do the kissing around here are the floaty type. Dog oh God, yeah. And he was like, the floaty type? You mean the homosexuals? <laughs> the homosexuals? He was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, in my country, we take them to the jails and we finish them. And the rodeo hand just straight up looks at him and goes, we're trying to get that done over here, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then they high-five.
1: See, yeah, that's what you say right there. It's kind of, okay.
0: And then this was, the movie was made, like, while Bush was still in office. Yeah, like,
1: early 2000.
0: Yeah. And he fucking, <laughs> he goes out to sing the national anthem for the rodeo, and he's like, before I start, I would like to wish... The best of luck to our boys in Afghanistan. <laughs> May George Bush drink the blood of every man, woman, and child of, of Afghanistan. And the uh, whole crowd is just fucking and laughing cheering. and cheering. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, that's fine. We just go. Gonna... No, she's good. I'm fixing to throw that out anyways. That pot roast that Kennedy was just. open hold on, put it in man. I was, fixing to take a, I was fixing to take the leftover pot roast and dump it outside because we don't have any... Uh, we don't have any Tupperware to put it in, and Kennedy just stops me on the way out the door. Hold on, you're gonna throw that out? What are you doing? What are you doing? Let me eat that. And he just takes the whole pot. He just takes the whole fucking crock pot and starts eating it at the at the fucking coffee table. Yeah, we
1: start the podcast. He's still eating on it. I'm like, okay, inhaling all this pork right now. R.I.P. to your fucking arteries.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay, Franny, don't step in the pot roast. Yeah, I don't, wanna, don't do that. Get around of that. Alright, come on now. But yeah, that Borat movie is fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah. Miss the early two thousand man. That's when they were making everything good, bro.
0: Everything. Alright, well, combined with the gear and gardening episode in the after show. We're at about the two hour mark. So I think that's about good enough. We can wrap it up. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening to the incoherent ramblings of the after show. (laughs) If you enjoyed, leave a, leave us a good rating. Y'all have a good night. Be prepared for anything.